decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your Squirrel host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. It's good to have you with us. This is Squirrel Chatter for Tuesday, December 6, 2022. And I am pre-recording this about 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday the 5th because I'm off driving a field trip for the first graders today. And you know, as of the time of this recording, I'm not actually sure where we're going. I know we're going to Missoula, but I don't know where we're going. But at the time this podcast is airing, I am uh, at the school warming up a bus because we have been having winter lately. Matter of fact, I just got inside from shoveling the driveway not too long ago. So we are back to baseline and ready for whatever more snow the, uh, the, the weather will bring us. Having a cup of Lipton decaf tea to warm myself back up after being outside. My cheeks are still feeling a little bit rosy. Just took my snow boots off and put my slippers on so I'm nice and comfy as I sit here. This is day 7 of 10, double scripture days, as we are getting caught up on our reading from when I was sick. And we've got a list today. Our scripture reading today is going to be Ezra 5 and 6, Esther 1 through 3, Psalm 95, Psalm 139, 3 John, and the first chapter of Revelation. Before we get started, I want to remind you that Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. You can head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org, check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. You are sure to find something worth listening to. All right, well, let us begin, as is our habit, our practice, with the Prayer of Confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, We have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Ezra, chapter 5. And the prophets. Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Then Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Jeshua the son of Josadak arose and began to rebuild the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. 
At that time, Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Bozanai and their colleagues came to them and spoke to them thus. Who issued a, you a decree to rebuild this house and to complete this structure? Then we told them according to, accordingly what the names of the men were who were rebuilding this building. But the eye of their God was on the elders of the Jews, and they did not stop them until a report came to Darius, and then a document be returned concerning this. This is the copy of the letter which Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Bozanai and his colleagues, the officials, who were beyond the river, sent to Darius the king. They sent word to him in which it was written thus, To Darius the king, all peace. Let it be known to the king that we have gone to the province of Judah, to the house of the great God, and it is being built with huge stones, and timber is being put within the walls, and that work is going on with all diligence, and is succeeding in their hands. Then we asked those elders, and said to them thus, Who issued you a decree to rebuild this house and to complete this structure? And we also asked them their names in order to make known to you, and that we might write down the names of the men who were at their head. Thus they responded with a word to us, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and are rebuilding the house that was built many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and completed. But because our fathers had provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this house and took the people away into exile in Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to rebuild this house of God. Also the gold and the silver utensils of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and brought them to the temple of Babylon, these King Cyrus took out from the temple of Babylon, and they were given to one, of, to one whose name was Sheshbazar, whom he had appointed governor. He said to him, Take these articles, go and deposit them in the temple in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be rebuilt in its place. Then that Sheshbazar came and laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem. And from then until now it is being rebuilt, and it is not yet finished. So now, if it seems good to the king, let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there in Babylon. If it be that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to rebuild that house of God in Jerusalem, and let the king send to us his will concerning this matter. Then King Darius issued a decree, and a search was made in the archives where the treasuries were deposited in Babylon, and in Ekbatana in the fortress, which is in the province of Midia. A scroll was found, and there was written as follows, Memorandum. In the first year of King Cyrus, Cyrus the king issued a decree concerning the house of God in Jerusalem. Let that house the place where sacrifices are offered, be rebuilt and let its foundations be retained, its height being 60 cubits and its width 60 cubits, with three layers of huge stones and one layer of timbers, and let the cost be given from the royal treasury. And also let the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, be returned and brought to the places in the temple in Jerusalem, and you shall deposit them in the house of God." Now Tatanai, governor of the province beyond the river, and Shether Bozanai and their colleagues and the officials of the province beyond the river, kept away from there. Leave that house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews rebuild the house of God in its designated place. Moreover, 
I issue a decree concerning what you shall do for those elders of Judah in the rebuilding of the house of God. The full cost is to be given to those people from the royal treasury out of the tribute of the provinces beyond the river, and that without negligence. Whatever is needed, both young bulls, rams, and lambs for a burnt offering to the God of heaven, and wheat, salt, wine, and anointing oil, according to what the priests in Jerusalem say, it is to be given to them daily without negligence, that they may bring sweet-smelling sacrifice near to the God of heaven, and pray for the life of the king and his sons. And I issued a decree that any man who violates this edict, a timber shall be pulled out from his house, and he shall be impaled on it, and his house shall be made a refuse heap on account of this. May the God who, cause, who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people who stretches out his hand to change it, so as to destroy the house of God in Jerusalem. I, Darius, have issued this decree. Let it be done with all diligence. Then Tatanai, the governor of the province beyond the river, and Shethar Bozani and their colleagues carried out the decree with all diligence, just as King Darius had sent. And the elders of the Jews were building and succeeding through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. So they built and completed it according to the decree of the God of Israel and the decree of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And this house was brought to completion on the third day of the month, Adar. It was the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. And the sons of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the exiles celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. They brought near for the dedication of this house of God 100 bulls, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and as a sin offering for all Israel, 12 male goats, corresponding to the number of the tribes of Israel. Then they appointed the priests to their sections and the Levites in their divisions for the service of God in Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. And the exiles celebrated the Passover on the 14th of the first month. For the priests and the Levites had cleansed themselves together, all of them were clean. Then they slaughtered the Passover lamb for all the exiles, both for their brothers, the priests, and for themselves. Then the sons of Israel who returned from exile, and all those who had separated themselves from the uncleanness of the nations of the land to join them, to seek Yahweh, the God of Israel, ate the Passover. And they celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days with gladness. For Yahweh had caused them to be glad, and had turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to strengthen them in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Now, Esther, chapter 1. Now, it happened in the days of Ahasuerus, the Ahasuerus who reigned from India to Ethiopia over 127 provinces. In those days, as King Ahasuerus sat on his royal throne, which was at the citadel in Susa, in the third year of his reign, he held a feast for all his princes and servants, the military officers of Persia and Media, the nobles and the princes of his provinces being in his presence, while he displayed the riches of his royal glory and the splendor of his great majesty for many days, 180 days. And when those days were fulfilled, the king held a feast lasting seven days for all the people who were present at the citadel in Susa, from the greatest to the least, in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were hangings of fine white and blue linen held by cords of fine purple linen on silver rings and marble pillars, and couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of porphyry, 
marble, mother of pearl, and precious stones. And drinks were served in golden vessels of various kinds, and the royal wine was plentiful according to the king's hand. And the drinking was done according to the law. There was no compulsion, for so the king had established it for each official of his household, that he should do according to what pleased, pleased each person. Queen Vashti also held a feast for the women in the royal house which belonged to King Ahasuerus. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he said for Mihuman, Bithza, Harbano, Bigtha, Abigtha, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs who attended to the presence of the king, to bring Queen Vashti before the king with her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the people and to the princes, for she was beautiful in appearance. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the word of the king, which was delivered by the hand of the eunuchs. Then the king became exceedingly fur furious, and his wrath burned within him. Then the king said to the wise men who knew the times, for it was the custom of the king thus to speak before all who knew law and justice and were close to him, Karshina, Shethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Merez, Merasina, and Mem Memukan, the seven princes of Persia and Media, who had access to the king's presence and sat in the first place in the kingdom. According to law, what is to be done with Queen Vashti because she did not do the de declaration of King Ahasuerus delivered by the hand of the eunuchs? Then in the presence of the king and the princes, Mimukan said, Queen Vashti has committed iniquity against not only the king, but also against all the princes and all the peoples who are in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus. For the word about the queen will go out to all the women, causing them to despise their husbands in their eyes and saying, King Ahasuerus said for Queen Vashti to be brought into his presence, and she did not come. This day the ladies of Persia and Media, who have heard the, about the word about the queen, will speak in the same way to all the king's princes, and there will be plenty of spite and indignation. If it seems good to the king, let a royal word go forth from him, and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, so that it cannot be repealed, that Vashti may no longer come into the presence of King Ahasuerus, and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. And the king's sentence, while he will make it, will be heard throughout all his kingdom, for it is vast, and all women will give respect to their husbands, great and small. And this word was good in the eyes of the king and the princes, and the king did according to the word of Memukan. So he sent a letter to all the king's provinces, to each province, according to its script, and to every people according to their tongue, that every man should be ruler in his own house, and the one who speaks in the tongue of his own people. Chapter 2 After these things, when the wrath of King Ahasuerus had subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done, and what had been decided against her. Then the young men of the king who attended him said, Let young virgins, beautiful in appearance, be sought for the king. And let the king appoint overseers in all the provinces of his kingdom, that they may gather every young virgin, beautiful in appearance, to the citadel of Susa, to the harem, into the hand of Hegai, the king's eunuch, who keeps charge of the women. And let their cosmetics be given to them. Then let the young lady who is good in the eyes of the king be queen in place of Ashti. And the word was good in the eyes of the king, and she did so. 
Now there was in the citadel of Susa a Jew, and his name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, the son of Shemai, the son of Kish, a Benjaminite, who had been taken away into exile from Jerusalem with the exiles, who had been taken away into exile with Jeho- with when Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had taken away into exile. And he was bringing up Hadessa, that is, Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had no father or mother. Now the young lady was beautiful in form and beautiful in appearance, and when her father and her mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. Now it happened that when the word of the that when the word and law of the king were heard, and many young ladies were gathered to the citadel of Susa, into the hand of Haggai, that Esther was taken to the king's house into the hands of Haggai, who kept charge of the women. And the young lady was good in his eyes, and she advanced in loving kindness before him. So he hurried to give her cosmetics and portions of food to her, and to give her seven choice young women from the king's house. And he transferred her and her young women to the best place in the harem. Esther did not tell anyone about her people or her kinsmen, for Mordecai had commanded her that she should not tell anyone about them. And every day Mordecai walked back and forth in front of the court of the harem to know the well-being of Esther and how she fared. Now when it reached the turn of each young lady to go in to King Ahasuerus, after the end of her twelve months under the regulation for the women, for the days of their cosmetic treatment were fulfilled as follows, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with spices and the cosmetics for women, then the young lady would go into the king in this way. Anything that she said she, she desired was given to her to come with her from the harem to the king's house. In the evening she would go in, and in the morning she would return to the second harem, to the hand of Sheshgaz, the king's eunuch who kept charge of the concubines. And she would not again go in to the king unless the king delighted in her, and she was summoned by name. Now when it reached reached the turn for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his daughter, to go in to the king, She did not seek anything except what Haggai, the king's eunuch who kept charge of the women, said. And Esther advanced in favor in the eyes of all who saw her. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus to his royal house in the tenth month, which was the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she advanced in favor and loving kindness before him more than all the virgins so that he sent the royal crown on her head and made her queen in place of Vashti. Then the king held a great feast, Esther's feast, for all his princes and his servants. He also held a remission of taxes for the provinces and gave gifts according to the king's hand. And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther had not yet told anyone about her kinsmen or her people, just as Mordecai had commanded her. Indeed, Esther was doing what Mordecai declared that she do, just as she had done when she was brought by him. In those days, while Mordecai was sitting in the king's gate, Big Than and Teresh, two of the king's eunuch, from those who were doorkeepers, became furious and started to send forth their hand against King Ahasuerus. But the matter became known to Mordecai, and he told it to Queen Esther, and Esther said it to the king in Mordecai's name. Then the matter was sought out and found to be true, and they were both hanged on the gallows. And it was written in the book of the Chronicles in the king's presence. Chapter 3 After these things, King Ahasuerus magnified Haman, the son of 
Hamanadatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate were bowing down and prostrating themselves before Haman. For so the king had commanded concerning him. But Mordecai would not bow down or prostrate himself. So the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why do you trespass against the king's command? Now it happened that when they had spoken daily to him and he would not listen to them, that they told Haman to see whether Mordecai's words would stand. For he had told them that he was a Jew. Then Haman saw that Mordecai was not bowing down or prostrating himself before them. So Haman was filled with wrath, but he despised in these eyes, but he despised in his eyes to set forth his hand against Mordecai alone. For they had told him who the people of Mordecai were. Therefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, Pur, that is the lot, was cast before Haman from day to day and from month to month until the twelfth month, that is the month of Adar. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and separated among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of all the other peoples, and they do not do the king's laws, so it is not worth it for the king to let them remain. If it seems good to the king, let it be written down that they should perish, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver into the hands of those who do this work to bring into the king's treasuries. Then the king removed his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the adversary of the Jews. And the king said to Haman, The silver is yours and the people also, to do with them according to what is good in your eyes. Then the king's scribes were summoned on the thirteenth day of the first month, and it was written just as Haman commanded to the king's satraps, to the governors who were over each province, and to the princes of each people, each province according to its script, each people according to its tongue, being written in the name of King Ahasuerus and sealed with the king's signet ring. The letters were sent by the hand of couriers to all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, and to cause all the Jews to perish, both young and old, little ones and women. In one day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their spoil. A copy of that which was written down to be given as law in every province was revealed to all the peoples, so that they should be ready for this day. The couriers went out, hastened by the word of the king, and the law was given at the citadel of Susa. Now the king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Susa was in confusion. And now, Psalm 95. O come, let us sing for joy to Yahweh. Let us make a loud shout to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a loud shout to him with songs of praise. For Yahweh is a great God and a great King above all gods, in whose hand are all the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before Yahweh our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as in the days of Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers tried me 
They tested me, though they had seen my work. For forty years I loathed that generation, and said they are a people who wander in their heart, and they do not know my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger, they shall never enter into my rest. Now Psalm 139. O Yahweh, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Yahweh, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have put your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain to it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I lift up the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will bruise me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not too dark for you, and the night as is bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you formed my inward parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unshaped substance, and in your book all of them were written, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious are your thoughts, O God, your thoughts to me. How vast is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, you are, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! O men of bloodshed, depart from me! For they speak against you wickedly, and your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Yahweh? And do I not revile those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies." Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. And now, Third John. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brothers came and bore witness to your truth, that is, how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever work you do for the brothers, and are doing this though they are strangers. And they bore witness to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a matter worthy of God, for they went out, in the, out for the sake of thy name, for the sake of the name, receiving nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such men, so that we may be fellow workers with the truth. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not welcome what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will bring to remembrance his deeds, which he does, unjustly disparaging us with wicked words. And not satisfied with this, he himself does not welcome the brothers either, 
and he forbids those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good witness from everyone and from the truth itself, and we add our witness, and you know that our witness is true. I had many things to write to you, but I am now willing, but I am not willing to write them to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and will speak face to face. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. And now, the book of the Revelation, chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his slaves the things which must soon happen. And he indicated this by sending it through his angel to his slave John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the witness of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and keep the things which are written in it, for the time is near. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from the one who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and released us from our sins by his blood. And he has made us to be a kingdom priest to his God and father to him be the glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the witness of Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, saying, Write in a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the lampstands I saw one like a son of man, clothed in a robe reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with a golden sash. And his head and his hair were, like, were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it had been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters." and having in his right hand seven stars and a sharp two-edged sword which comes out of his mouth, and his face was like the sun shining in its power. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not fear, I am the first and the last, and the living one. And I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I have the keys of death and of Hades. Therefore write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after these things. As for the mystery of the seven suns, seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. This is the word of the Lord. Now the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, folks, that's Squirrel Chatter for Tuesday. As I said, I'm off with the first graders today, and at the time of this recording, I'm not even sure what we're doing or where we're going. So uh, I'll uh, let you know tomorrow morning what we did today. And uh, until then, remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. We'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.